0: Welcome to the Calvary Cast, a podcast from Calvary Bible Church in Grand Junction, Colorado. At Calvary, we exist for the glory of God, the good of His people, and the great commission.
1: Well, hello there, listeners of the Calvary Cast. Pastor Graham here, welcoming you back in for another episode of the Calvary Cast. Today's episode is actually a continuation of the conversation that we had last week. We had uh, so much content from last week's podcast, we decided to split it into two podcasts rather than one. So you get two medium-length podcasts rather than one longer one. So last time we talked about First John and the results of the new birth, which all sprung from our conversation on John 3 and what happens in the new birth. So I'd encourage you to go back and listen to those podcasts if you've not already uh, listened to them. In the first podcast, we talked about uh, the first evidence or result of an, of the new birth, And that is a love for God's commands and a desire to obey God's commands. So again, if you haven't listened to those, go back and listen to part one first. Uh, If you have listened to part one, then jump on in here to part two. We're going to pick the conversation up right where we left it off. Wow, we spent a lot of time on that first point. Yeah, well, it's, it's probably the,
0: the one he emphasizes. Yes, the most. The most, and then the second one goes hand in hand with okay. it, right? So that's love for other people who mm. have been born of God. Okay. So this, this keeps coming up, uh, and i got to go back and find uh, 1 John here.
1: So like chapter 3, verse 14, we know we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. Yes. Whoever does not love abides in death. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him.
0: Yep, and by this is, uh, chapter 3, verse 10, by this it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil, whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. And this is really interesting because um, uh, you can't have this isolated christian experience mm-hmm. through your whole life. Yep. Um, the n- none of us would deny the church that any church including CBC is filled with lots of problems mm-hmm. and um, issues at times and things like that and not everybody lives as they should, not everybody acts as they should, but we can't use that as an as an excuse to say, well I'm not going to have any part yes. of the church because it's that love for the people of God because you've been born into the family of God uh, that is one of the evidences or results of the true birth
1: uh Jesus said right by this all men will know that you are my disciples by your love for one another uh, absolutely and the, in the and this is and this is the sad reality isn't it that there are so many testaments from people that like I left the church or whatever because people were so unloving mm-hmm. um and unfortunately that's true there are a lot of well people I think that would fit in the category we just looked at that they're not really actually Christians mm-hmm. and it's pretty evident because they don't love <laughs> Jesus's people. Yeah. And they don't love Jesus's commands. Mm-hmm. So if, if your experience is the church is full of unloving people, therefore I'm out. Mm-hmm. No, the yeah. problem is not with what Jesus's design is. The people aren't obeying mm-hmm. God's word. You need to be faithful to obey it. And, and, and then you do need to find a body of believers that's faithful to obeying these commands as well.
0: Yep. Um, You know, he talks about John 4, 7, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. Whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. So if you are now partakers of the divine nature, you've been born again into his family, then you're going to bear his image. And part of that is loving the people of God Mm -hmm. as he loves them. Um, uh, He talks about God's love demonstrated for us. Uh, And then in verse 11, he says, beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. Um, No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God's God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. So there's this um, just like when you're born into a physical family, you know, you have a, a natural love for. Your parents and siblings, mm-hmm. and even aunts and uncles, mm-hmm. you know, and different things, because that's your family, mm-hmm. and we recognize that this is a a connection that we have with them that you don't even often think about. But I just feel a certain love for my brother, mm-hmm. you know, or sister, or my parents, or my children, that's familial. Mm-hmm. Well, the the spiritual correspond uh, corresponding. Uh, truth of that is that when we're born, a God, uh, born again by God, we're born again into his family yeah. and he gives us a, a supernatural spiritual love for his people. Yeah. So if people can, so if a Christian can say I'm a Christian, but I don't want to be a part of a church or the church at all, or being around other believers, um, that's problematic mm-hmm. because there would be, there should be within you that spirit, um, Produced uh, new heart that has a desire yes. for fellowship with and worship with and um, time with and service yeah. to and love to mm-hmm. um, other other believers. They're, Even though that can be diminished, yeah. we need to be honest about that. We right. our flesh or our circumstances in life or people that are sometimes in the church hard to love, things like that, personality mm-hmm. things can really wreak havoc with this. But in the heart, there should be this love for God's people.
1: I forgot what I was going to say. The one thing I was thinking about this, and I think this is, sometimes this gets convoluted because of all those things you just mentioned in a sense. But what does it feel, what what should I feel, if I can ask it that way, towards the people of God? Uh, because there's an element where it's hard to love that which you don't know, mm-hmm. and so you could look at a church of our size or whatever you really you know and say, well i I love kind of generally mm-hmm. everybody here, but I don't love specifically mm-hmm. because I don't know everybody specifically now I know I know a lot of people specifically as well mm-hmm. so so what should be the attitude of of a person who's who's coming into a church or a new believer? They don't know anybody in the church. Mm-hmm. How do they love them? How do they feel about that?
0: Yeah. Well, I think, you know, on, Interesting. this is interesting because like, if you've ever had the opportunity to travel to other churches or even, especially overseers, right? Mm-hmm. So if you go overseas and you have the privilege of going to a church overseas, yes, it is interesting, like as I would do that and be introduced to other believers, I had this uh, almost inexplicable connection with this person. It, I say almost inexplicable because it is, a, you can explain it, it's supernatural. This is a brother or sister in Christ. Yeah. So I have a certain care for them yep. that I don't even have for the person I would meet out on the street. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't care for because right. I'm commanded to love that person yep. too or whatever. But even though I don't know this person on a week, daily, weekly basis, don't know much about them, I know they profess Christ. Yep. And so I have this love for them that is a familial love mm-hmm. and a spiritual familial love. And then I think also, though, I think in the New Testament, there are commands for uh, an affectionate love, mm. uh, brotherly love. Yep. Peter talks about that, uh, that we work towards this brotherly affection mm-hmm. for people and uh, love can deepen. We learn that in yep. marriages. The way you feel about your spouse grows, and grows and deepens and matures. Right. Not so much based on this romantic feeling I yeah. have, but, ba- you know, based on. Just years of knowing, uh, serving, committed to this person, love them. So that's a hard question to answer. Yeah. Like, what do I feel? Yeah. I think it should begin with this desire to just be in the assembly of mm-hmm. God's people for a new mm-hmm. believer. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe they wouldn't even be able to explain that, but I right. want to be with God's people yep. and be worshiping.
1: And I want to get to know them. And... Yeah.
0: And it deepens from there. Yeah. To, to an extent, and then that's where you want it to be deepening. I think is where you really have to break through those barriers of how maybe even you're wired. Yep. You know, maybe you're not a social person mm-hmm. or whatever. Sometimes we gotta we gotta jump those hurdles or yeah. overcome those barriers to deepen in that love experience with God's people. Yeah,
1: because I mean, the the obviously the brotherly love of God's people and and how that's expressed is important that the Lord can help even overcome. How we're wired in a degree. If we're yeah. like, I was wired to sit at home alone in my bedroom seven days though, right, week, right. the Lord can can work past that and make yes. you and change that. Yes, because He knows that love is right. is important.
0: And remember, any of these things that John's talking about, like with love or practicing righteousness, none of these things originate with us. Yes, they are coming from God's Spirit in mm-hmm. us, in combination with the new heart He's put in with us. So you're commanded to do things like love. You say, how can I be commanded to love? Well, the Spirit produces, this is the fruit of the Spirit within us to produce love. Mm. And so we begin stepping out in obedience and faith to God. We begin attempting to love people by being around them or serving them when Mm -hmm. they're in need or praying for them, Mm -hmm. you know. And, um, you know, for some, the big step might be going from, just that Sunday morning worship to trying to engage other believers uh, outside the week, of this Sunday morning, go yeah. to a, a small group or whatever. Well, to some people we have to understand like this, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Like this is a big thing. I've this big hurdle I got across to mm-hmm. do that because of how they're wired mm-hmm. socially and um but, but anyway, at the
1: same time, with that too, they're being obedient to the first part, right? They're obeying yeah. Jesus's commands. Right. It's, yeah, so and Christians
0: good. are doing this all the time. Introverted Christians that become a part of the body that are serving, loving, mm-hmm. caring for, praying, calling, being a part of the body. Mm-hmm. It's it's because it's God's work in them, yeah. and they're being obedient to it. But it's God doing that work. Yep. So there's loving one another, loving the church, loving the people of God, and then um, the last one is perseverance which means those who are born of God stay born of God, right? Hmm. And uh, two verses that I'll actually bring us. The first one is chapter 2. Um, in verse 18, he says, Children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, so now many Antichrists have come. Therefore, we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us, but they went out that it might become plain that they all are not of us. So here we have a situation where, um, you know, in the early church, just like now people profess Christ for a while, they're in and around it. And then all of a sudden they, they bail. Yeah. And, um, and it's like John's making it clear, like, just so you know what that is evidence of that they were never truly of us. Okay. Cause true believers persevere. But where he connects, he connects this in chapter five directly to this concept of the new birth. So um, I'll read this first paragraph, first five verses, chapter five. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. So here's another reference to born of God. And of course, this is the foundational element of someone who's been born of God. They're confessing that Jesus is the Christ as the Bible has professed Jesus as the Christ, right? So they are in agreement with what the Bible says and what the apostles were saying about Christ because there were people disagreeing with the apostles and and John um, even puts in here that, you know, whoever is from God listens to us, mm. all right? So mm-hmm. there's this idea that it's not just, yeah, I believe Jesus is Christ, but it's like I am, I am believing everything that the scriptures clearly yes. say about who Jesus is yes. and I'm embracing that.
1: Uh, okay. Jesus's disciples hear his words and receive and and respond to it
0: exactly. Okay, and then he says, "And everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of him." There again, we have that concept of if you've been born of the fa- of God, you're going to love those who have been born of God. You're going to love your
1: brothers and sisters. Yeah, exactly, the same Father.
0: Exactly. And by this we know th- that uh, that okay. By this we know that we love the children of God when we l- got love God and obey his commandments. So there again we have that idea, right? He's
1: tying it all together, right? He's tying the love it all of together. brothers, obedience to the commandments.
0: And for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. Some people say I love God, but they don't keep his commandments. That's not true, right? And his commandments are not burdensome for those who are born again. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. And he frames it almost in a question like, right? Who is it that overcomes the world? Except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So here he's tying all these in together, but he's adding this element of overcoming the world Mm. uh, through faith in Jesus, having been born of God. And so that everyone who is in the categories there of those five verses, who's believing in Jesus, who is uh, loving the brotherhood, uh, who is loving God and expressing that love through obedience? These are the people who are going to endure overcome the world, all of its pressures, tribulations, all of the false teaching, all of the dangers of this world they're gonna overcome that and uh end up in God's forever kingdom
1: so like there's two things I guess that i that I think about this one this gives us a category. To respond, because we can all think of, of people that have professed faith in Christ, but it appears to have walked away, and we know confidently the Scripture does not teach that somebody can lose their salvation, right? You know, when G- right. Jesus says, you know, those who the Father has given to me, they will come to me, and I will I will not cast them out. You know, all these the promises that that we know that can't be true, but yet how what what's this category for people that profess faith and walk away or Uh, profess faith but then never practice righteousness they don't ever Mm -hmm. love the commands of God what are they Mm -hmm. and then um, and then the other I guess element from this is how is it that we persevere to the end Mm -hmm. do we do is it in our own strength Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and it's it's not right No. So I guess the one thing I would tie this into is like, uh, Jesus, the parable of the soils, those different passages Mm -hmm. where we see the responses to the word, you know, some hear the word and respond for a time. It appears like there's life, but then the cares of this world come and chokes them out, shows there really wasn't life there. And the ones that do uh, respond to the word produce fruit. And that would be the same, uh, people here. Right. Yeah. And then, um that aspect of perseverance. And let, I guess let me, let me put the, my question about perseverance in this way. Why do some people oppose the doctrine of perseverance?
0: Mm -hmm. Well, it could be maybe a number of reasons. One could be what you said. They've seen people profess faith and then walk away. Mm -hmm. And they thought that because that person professed faith and even seemed to be bearing fruit, that they were truly saved when Mm -hmm. we think the scripture doesn't. Um, Others, I think it seems like, I don't know if they'd express it this way or not, but they just want to cling to this concept that they play a significant role in their salvation. You know, they, usually people that believe that, believe that even their faith was generated in them. In other words, not, uh, uh, their faith originated with them and it wasn't a work of God. Yeah. Um, that they they believe that their will is the ultimate determiner mm-hmm. of them going into the kingdom. And, um, and so obviously that would mean that their will is the ultimate determiner of whether they stay saved mm-hmm. and enter into the kingdom finally. And I just don't think the Bible teaches that at all.
1: No. Uh, I think it's in Philippians, right, where Paul says, for it has been granted to you to believe, mm-hmm. you know, Uh, so that faith did not begin with you. The other thing that I... And then the interesting... So if God grants faith, then in 1 Peter, I I noticed this where he talks about that God is keeping us by his power through faith. So God keeps us believing. So in the aspect of perseverance, all of this ties together where God not only grants you the faith, but that's the means by which he keeps you Mm -hmm. and will sustain you until the very end. That's right. So I think like people don't like the doctrine of perseverance because they don't understand it and because they've missed the first point that it is all a work of God and salvation.
0: Yep, 100%. Absolutely.
1: Uh any uh final thoughts on these three
0: well, I just think of this is earth? good news for those that can read 1 John and know well look, I'm not I I am not a perfect Christian. I'm not what I should be. Um, but I'm also not what I was, and I know God is working in me. And ultimately, you know, Paul says assurance is the role of the Holy Spirit. And Romans eight he says that the Spirit testifies with our spirit that we're children of God. Mm. So really, you read through First John in a very thoughtful, careful way, saying, "Spirit, testify with my spirit, and mm. and assure me that I'm a child of God." And um, and 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 this is how this is how God does it and lets us know that we have eternal life.
1: Well, we hope this conversation has been beneficial and helpful for you that are listening to it. Uh, We would love to hear from you, so if you ever have questions or comments, anything like that, you can always email us at thecalvarycast at gmail.com. If you're a part of our church, again, just come up and talk to us, send us a text, give us a phone call. Uh, At Calvary, we exist for the glory of God, the good of His people, and the Great Commission.